a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to today's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and let me just say that life isn't fair, at least for me right now. You see, I'm not sure who is responsible for coordinating the flyover times of these beautiful F-35 jets as they make their way through the Utah skies, waving down and saluting to those on the front lines of this COVID-19 battle. Uh, But somehow, somehow, this flyover got scheduled to take place right in the middle of my radio program. And I'm not sure if you know how radio works. I I do, because I'm a professional here. It means that I'm chained to a desk here uh, with a headset on, with a microphone in front of me, and I've got just a little tiny square of sky I can see here through the window. And I don't believe if I reference the maps, which you can see yourself on uh, the KSL News Radio Facebook page right now, which outlined the flight path for these four F-35 Lightning II uh, jets as they make their way through the Utah skies. I am not sure that these jets are going to pass through this tiny little sliver of sky, which I'm able to see from my desk right now. All right. That is one portion of today's complaining out of the way. Uh, But I'll tell you what, in in all seriousness, uh, these jets are amazing. Uh, They are fast. They are some of the most powerful fighting weapons on the planet right now. It is uh, adding to the ever-increasing air superiority of the United States over our would-be foes. Uh, It is uh, a proud and admirable thing that uh, you and I here get to be uh, citizens of a country able to put uh, uh, pieces of machinery up in the sky like these uh, aircraft. I have, for most most of the last five years have been working in Washington, D.C. for uh, Congressman Rob Bishop. He represents Utah's first congressional district, and that is obviously, as you know, where Hill Air Force Base is located, home of the 388th Fighter Wing, uh, and a whole heck of a lot of F-35s up there. And so when the F-35 came to Utah, and I was working for a congressman who represented that area, I got to be up close and personal to the uh, to, to these jets and the pilots who fly them and the technology uh, which keeps them in the sky. The, the unclassified stuff, of course. There is so much uh, just super, super advanced technology in these uh, fighter jets. It's, it's, an, it's a fascinating piece of technology. There are those of you listening right now, I, I am sure, who are saying to yourself, uh, yeah, well, they sure cost a lot, and we had to work through some technical glitches in the beginning. Uh, maybe weren't as worth it as, uh, as you claim, uh, Mr. Lonsberry, on the radio. Well, <clears throat> listen, uh, you, you may be right, uh, but we have overcome those hurdles, and right now we've got something fine up in the sky. And they are flying around the state right now for the next uh, hour and a half or so, uh, making their way from uh, from Ogden uh, down. We'll, we'll see them pass over the skies here in Salt Lake City. They'll make their way to Provo, Mount Pleasant, Richfield, Beaver, uh, all the way down to St. George, where they'll turn around and make their way back up here. Imagine this. They took off uh, about eight minutes ago. Uh, from Hill Air Force Base, and they will arrive in St. George uh, at about 2 o'clock. That means they will traverse nearly the entire state of Utah in an hour. Uh, Jets are fast, it turns out. Anyway, uh, I want to talk to you 
while I've got you here for the next few minutes uh, about an experience I had yesterday and also about some comments that the governor made just the other day uh, on Tuesday, as a matter of fact, when he was discussing a new effort on the part of Utah to to get a mask uh, on the face of every Utah, at least when we find ourselves out in public places where we are unable to practice safe social distancing. Let me quickly play for you uh, what the governor said on Tuesday, uh, and, and then I'll share with you some of my thoughts and my experience from yesterday. I am a little disappointed when I go into the grocery store and do shopping for Jeanette and we have a mask on when we go in and the employees have masks on, but too many of the customers don't have masks. So please, uh, if you haven't been doing it, start doing it. Those who have been doing it, continue. We need to have more mask wearing as we move to this next area. It may be more uh, of an issue now as we're opening up opportunities to visit retail operations and, and, and more capacity than we've had in the past to make sure that we, in fact, take those precautions. The governor went on to describe uh, an experience he had where he went to the grocery store himself uh, to do some shopping for his wife, Jeanette, and he, uh, wearing a mask, said that as he looked around, he could see that most of the folks surrounding him uh, were not doing so. Now, uh, a pass to those folks. This was before the uh, directive at the state level came down, and it was the request by the governor and his COVID-19 task force that every Utah be wearing a mask. And so, okay, fine. Well... Here's the thing. Yesterday after the show, I got in my car and I drove over to this trailhead where I've been doing a little bit of trail running after the show each day to keep my mind clear and my body strong and all that good stuff and the benefits that come from physical activity, endorphins and whatnot. And afterwards, my wife had asked me to swing by the grocery store and pick up a few things, some essential items that we need for the home. And so I, I did just that. And she uh, has been She's been like the medical supply person for uh, for our household as we have uh, endured and waded into this coronavirus battle. And she uh, has supplied me in my car a, uh, a stack of masks. And so as I have made visits to uh, maybe pick up some food or go to the pharmacy, and in yesterday's case, the grocery store, I reached over into the passenger seat and I grabbed a mask and I put it on and I walked in. And if I'm honest, I expected to see everyone wearing a mask. Uh, I'm not going to be specific here. I don't want to tell you exactly where I was uh, because I, I don't want to shame anyone specifically because there were workers at this grocery store not wearing a mask and there were customers and patrons at this grocery store not wearing a mask. There were signs on the ground which helped with the flow of foot traffic throughout the, uh, throughout the building throughout the grocery store, making sure or at least hoping and, and urging customers to move in, in one direction. You get that? Uh, and maybe you've seen it as you've been out at the grocery store yourself. You see that there are arrows that say, uh, this is the route in which uh, you should flow through this aisle. And then it's the opposite direction in the other aisle. And the, the objective there is so that we're not crossing paths with each other, that we're moving in a straight line and uh, that at least the theory goes, uh, will keep us a, a little more distant from one another, uh, less prone to spread something if we've got something to spread. And I saw a number of folks not wearing masks. In fact, it was the majority of folks not wearing masks. And I, I don't, I'm not, this isn't a shaming thing, and I have not been into the, the sneaky videos that have been posted up on Facebook and YouTube of people getting together and defying directives and breaking rules and not, break, not practicing the good social distancing. This, what I'm saying to you right now is not that. I do not mean to condemn uh, or shame or uh, wag the finger of scorn at those folks in the grocery store who weren't wearing uh, the mask. It is simply to uh, get inside their head a little bit and ask them why. Why? 
I do a, a Facebook Live each morning. And this morning I, I speculated as to whether or not maybe it had to do with uh, rebellion uh, or uh, a patent disagreement with the rationale behind these suggestions. And I, to those folks with that thinking, I would say, you know what, I may not disagree with you too much. I think that my natural thought process would uh, lead me to uh, rebel and say, ah, you know, I'm not going to be told what to, I'm an American, I can do what I want. And that is 100% true. And in fact, when this is all over, we're going to have to reevaluate the way we live our lives and our relationship with the government because there may be, in fact, there are a number of areas where the government at many levels has overstepped. But it's done so, I believe, in the earnest belief that those actions are for the betterment of those around us and for our overall efforts against this disease. When you are asked to wear a mask, it is not for your own protection. It is for the protection of those uh, with whom you may come in contact. We know very well that the experience of many is that they will contract the COVID-19 virus, they will get the coronavirus, and they will be asymptomatic. You and I may be in that situation right now. And the mask you are asked to wear is for the protection of those around you. So, my plea to you is, regardless of, you, of your feelings of being intruded upon or uh, it's tyranny by the government that we should be forced to wear these masks, please set that all aside and just open your hearts and minds to the, to the possibility that your behavior has the ability to save a life. That's what's got me to wear the mask. That's what's got me to overcome uh, the stigma and maybe a little bit of the embarrassment uh, of wearing this silly-looking mask. It's uncomfortable, too, you know that? And if you wear glasses, I had some sunglasses on yesterday, fogged them right up, had to take them off. And if you're a regular uh, day-to-day glasses wearer, you know the struggle. Uh, but overcome it, please. Please overcome it. Uh, because there very well may be lives hanging in the balance. I'm going to take a break right now. Uh, look up at the sky if you have a chance, uh, as long as you're not driving. Uh, take a look up at the sky. You may see some beautiful jets flying overhead. Those uh, are F-35s. Uh, they are headquartered at Utah's Hill Air Force Base, and they are up in the sky today. They are up in Utah's skies today saying thank you to everyone down below who's on the front lines of this fight against the coronavirus, the healthcare workers, the first responders, the doctors, the nurses, everyone who is doing everything they can to save lives, flatten this curve, and get this coronavirus deal behind us. I'm going to take a break. When I'm back, I'm speaking to Rob Bishop, Congressman.